We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now that kingdom that came on the day of Pentecost, set up in the hearts of men, is capable of supplying everything you have need of. Physically, financially, spiritually, and every other way. Jesus is the head of that kingdom. And if he dwells in you, the kingdom of God is in you. So he said, seek first the kingdom, don't seek the thing, seek the kingdom, and then all these other things shall be added unto you. Now, if you were going to seek the kingdom, you'd find out first of all where the kingdom was. Isn't that right? So the kingdom of God is within you. So we find then that the kingdom of God that is within an individual is how God is intending to supply our needs here on this earth. That's why the Bible says, if you believe, if you doubt not in your heart, because your heart is where the kingdom is, the kingdom of God. So God's Word produces the faith in the promise that will cause the manifestation of the promise in your life. Now the law of Genesis says that everything produces after its kind. In chapter 1 of Genesis, verse 11 and 12, it talks about everything produces after its kind. The Word of God, the promise of God, has within it the seed that is capable of reproducing that promise in your life and in the life of every individual that will believe it. That power force, that energy, divine energy of God that's in that word is called faith. Now remember what Paul said in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now that is a truth, it's not the whole truth. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Faith in God's word comes by hearing the word of God. That's a truth. But see, you could have faith in me by hearing what I said. If what I said turned out exactly the way I said it ten times in a row, you'd say, you can have faith in what that boy says. So then, see, Paul is telling a truth, not the whole truth. Faith in God comes by hearing the word of God. Faith in the devil comes by hearing the words of the devil. It's just that simple. Faith in the devil is called fear. God's word will produce faith in you. The devil's words will produce fear in you. That's why it's important that you're careful what you hear. Take heed what you hear, Jesus said. So if you're always saying what the devil said, guess what? You're going to have faith in the devil to hinder you, to make you sick, to keep you in poverty, rather than having faith in God and his promises to put you over in life. That's the reason Jesus said, take no thought by saying, what are we going to do? Now, the kingdom that is set up inside you is capable of supplying the needs of your life. But what is the seed? What is the thing that we use for a seed? The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Do you remember in the 10th chapter of Romans, the apostle Paul calls the word of God the word of faith? He calls it the word of faith because it is filled with faith. God's word is filled with faith. The seed is in itself. The promise has the faith in it to cause the manifestation of that promise in your life. And that's why it's important that we speak what God said. So when we come to the scripture here where Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to the mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. That means you can doubt in your heart. The very fact that he said don't doubt in your heart. 
So we must take what God has said, study it, find the promise that meets a need in our life, familiarize ourselves with it, study it in every aspect until we know that we know that we know we know and we know what we know, that it is the will of God. Confess it, say it before you and God, and that doesn't mean go out and say it before your unbelieving neighbor or unbelieving church members. That'll stir up a lot of unbelief because most people don't understand what you're saying when you're confessing that your needs are met when the rent's due and you don't have the money. They want to know how in the world you can say that. Well, it's easy. Thank God my needs are met according to his riches in glory. But if you say it before a hundred neighbors, you're going to have a hundred people believing that you're nutty as a fruitcake. Stir up a lot of unbelief and they'll go to talking about you. You're the one that needs to hear it, not your neighbor. That's why God told Joshua, don't let the word depart out of your mouth. Meditate there and day and night, observe to do it. Because if you'll meditate the word, if you're convinced, if you're fully persuaded that the promise is for you, then you'll begin to confess it and proclaim it. And when you do, the faith of God that is in that word will get inside you. Jesus said, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth good things. Matthew, the twelfth chapter. And he also said, An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart, he bringeth forth evil things. Now these are the sayings of Jesus. A good man out of the good treasure. Now what is the good treasure? The good treasure is the word of God. That's the seed. So if you store the seed of God's word in your heart, then you're going to have the good seed and the good things in your heart. And he said, when it's abundantly in the heart, it'll get in the mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaketh. You know why some people are always speaking the negative things of life? It's because that's what they believe. They're highly developed in the negative things. Somebody said, I don't understand it. Why is it that when I just say one negative thing, it seems to happen overnight? But I can confess the promise of God for weeks and months before it ever comes to pass. It's very simple. You're more highly developed in fear than you are faith. The more highly developed you get in either fear or faith, the quicker the manifestation will come. God's word is filled with faith. It's God's faith. But once you speak the word of God until it gets indelibly engrafted into your spirit, then it becomes what we would call your faith. It's faith that's inside you because of the Word of God. Then Christians need to know how to have faith in their faith. Have you ever seen people that always wanted someone else to pray the prayer of faith for them? Oh, if I could just get so-and-so to pray for me, I know I'd get healed. Well, now, there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you're in a bad situation to get someone to pray with you. But what if brother so-and-so's not there in the middle of the night and you need to pray? You need to know how to have faith in your faith. In the faith that brother so-and-so has, you can get the same faith if you'll spend the time in the Word of God and be diligent to confess the promises of God till you get it inside you. Now let me show you something about that. Romans, the 12th chapter, Paul said, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Verse 3 of Romans, the 12th chapter. He said, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now he said the measure, not a measure, it's the measure. I think we've missed it in that. Sometimes we thought, well, now what he means there is that everybody got the same amount of faith. It was a gift of God, and everybody got the same amount. 
Well, now let's look at it for a minute. How would you measure faith in the first place? How do you measure faith? Do you have a ton of faith? Or do you have a quart? Or a bushel? The only way you can measure faith is to measure the amount of word that's in you. Because faith is in the word of God. Now, if God's word is filled with faith, the only way we're going to be able to determine whether you have faith in a particular thing or not is to find out what kind of words you have in you. Now, let me give you for instance. Have you ever seen individuals that said, yes, God will save you. Thank God he'll save you. If you just repent of your sins, Jesus will forgive you and he'll come into your heart and he'll save you. And you'll be on your way to heaven. Boy, they just get people saved left and right. Thank God for that. Good news, isn't it? But then that individual may have been raised in a denominal church where they taught that speaking in tongues is of the devil. And that same individual may tell people, now that talking in tongues is of the devil, stay away from them folks, that's all of the devil. And he doesn't believe in the baptism of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Doesn't believe in it, speaking in tongues. Well, now, here's a man that's right in his heart, all right. He's on his way to heaven, but he's wrong in his head. Now, what's the problem? The problem is that in the area of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and revelation concerning the gift of God of the Holy Spirit, he has no word in him, none. And he has no faith in that. And he'll tell you flat out that it is not for you. But now, you see, don't criticize the man so much because, you see, if you'd been raised that way, you'd believe the same thing. So we need to be careful that we don't criticize people because if you'd been taught that for years, you'd believe the same thing. But now, see, what I'm trying to point out to you is here's an individual operating in faith to get people saved. He's highly developed in that. He has the word of God concerning salvation in him, and he's highly developed in it. And he has lots of faith. But then over in the area of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he has no faith at all. None. Because he has no word. Now that same individual may be the same way, most likely concerning healing, divine healing. He'll say, no, God doesn't heal anymore. That went out with the apostles. Well, why does he believe that? Because he has no faith in it. He has no word in him concerning the healing, divine healing for today. No word at all. So that's how you would measure the faith that is in him is by the word of God that's in him concerning a certain subject. Can you see that? That's the reason that individuals can have great faith in one area and no faith over in the other area, you see. So if healing went out with the apostles, then tell me what day it left. Can't you just see it? Peter and John are saying, come on, get your healing, because at midnight tonight, nobody else will be healed. Don't tell me what dispensation, tell me what day it quit happening. You see, get the word of God in you and it'll cause you to have faith. Now before I leave the broadcast today, I want to remind you that our offer all this week is CD offer number 7406. It's called Authority of Man and Jesus. Four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. Total of $34. In Hebrews, the second chapter, it says, But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the work of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. 
For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that was not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him, now speaking of man, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So he's talking about man and the Son of Man, which is Jesus. And it says that God created man lower than the angels, but actually the word there should be Elohim, a little lower than Elohim. When you go to Psalms 8, where it talks about that, the word is Elohim. So he made man a little lower than Elohim. And it says, but we don't see yet all things put under him, man, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, and we saw that all things were put under him. You know, that's shouting grounds. So Jesus was born on this planet with a physical flesh, blood, and bone body, so he would have authority here. You must be born on this planet to have authority here. Someone said, why didn't God just destroy the devil? Because some man had to take authority over the situation, and Jesus came here as a man to destroy the works that the devil had done. So man has authority, and Jesus proves that mankind has authority over the devil, demons, and evil spirits. That's offer number 7406, four CDs for $29 plus $5 postage and handling. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you, the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps. P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.